Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast in partnership with Ascension. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends ever, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. What you're going to find is we're three normal women who are on the journey, who laugh, we cry, we have all kinds of adventures, and our heart is to share our love of Christ with you, our friendship, and all the beautiful and broken places that we encounter. So you are most welcome to join us on this journey. Grab a cup of coffee, get settled in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. And today we're going to talk about talking, talking about table talk. And so Michelle and Heather, hello, how are we doing? We're going to have a little, we're going to example, give an example of a table talk, which is something Michelle brought to our attention some time ago. And so I thought we would talk about talking about a table talk. How do you feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sister is looking at me right now. Yeah, we're all in the same room. It's almost weird. We don't know what to do with each other. We're like, oh, you're in the same, we're in the same room. We're in the same room Uh around the table. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we are modeling this very well right now. And they're looking at me awkwardly. I want you to know that, listeners. That's what's happening. Okay, right right now it's early in the morning and I have not consumed enough coffee. That's true. But we are together. Mm -hmm. So table talk, I don't know exactly where we came up with the idea. I think we... Well, I think we just like coined that term for one of our... Um, retreats, but the idea came from if gathering, uh, if gathering that we yeah, I think that's to. what they call it, isn't it? What they call it though, table talk. Um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. we were there at yeah. this conference, and after each session, they would sit literally sit around a little coffee table and talk about what was just talked about. Yeah, and, and it was beautiful because you could hear the insights from different people and them share their own heart and experience about a topic, and then it broke it open for me to think deeper about the topic in a way that I wouldn't have normally. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we started that on our retreats after each session to do that. And we did it again this weekend, but really at the heart of it is to try to model what does it look like to talk in a vulnerable way Mm -hmm. with authenticity Mm -hmm. to share with one another, but also to sit at one another's feet. Mm -hmm. And so we thought because many people are trying to build community via the podcast groups and stuff, we thought it would be great to talk about how do you have a successful Small group talk. Sister Miriam is smirking. We're not sure why, but do you have anything you want to share with us, sister? (laughs) No, I love small groups, but I love the small groups with you because we're a super small group. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the idea is that we thought it's really important to know how to have a good conversation. Mm -hmm. It's important to know how to listen well and what parts of your story to share. So Mm -hmm. how to be vulnerable and in what way um, to make space for others, but allow others to make space for you. Mm -hmm. I think there also is something like you don't have to have a table, but I think there is some kind of like True. security about having a table, like declaring this table a sacred space, mm-hmm. you know, and around. And I just am a firm believer that if you have like guacamole and dark chocolate and queso and, queso mm-hmm. and a little coffee or wine or whatever is your, or LaCroix, your beverage of choice, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, miracles can happen, my <laughs> friends. Like miracles can happen. That's there is true. something there that brings comfort about just being around a table mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learning to, um, um, speak around mm-hmm. a table and share your heart. And I think one of the things is really just declaring that table a sacred space, that mm-hmm. what is said there um, to be honored, to yeah. really honor people's stories and that that is sacred ground, other people's stories, to really listen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not a place to judge. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be like a judge-free zone. And it's not a place to give like ex- like 
unsolicited advice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Unsolicited. And it's not a place to blame. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially uh, it's a place to really help other people see other people's stories mm-hmm. and why this may, situations have mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Not to blame. And I think that's especially important in marriage situations. Oh, yeah. You know, I think oh, yeah. That, Talk about that. I yeah. think it's a really, it can be very toxic when you have situations with your spouse and then you can go you know you can go to these group of people and they will totally mm-hmm. back you say oh you're right he just is totally off on this mm-hmm. like one of the good rules my good friend Gretchen George and I have is we know that we are on the same team for each other's marriage yeah. So if she comes to me and there's something like a difficulty in their marriage that I will cheer on her husband just as much as I cheer on her because they're and remind them that they're on the same team mm-hmm. and remind them oh, that who they good. are, mm-hmm. who he is, who she is in this and that our goal is reconciliation. She does the same for me, mm-hmm. you know, and just to have people that are going to fight for your marriage, mm-hmm. not speak against your spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And, and jump on a bandwagon. Jump on a bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so easy to do. And in a way we... Most of us, when we do that, we think that we're being supportive of our friend, Mm -hmm. but we're not being supportive of their vocation. We're not being Mm -hmm. supportive of the marriage. And that's one thing that I so appreciate about you two when I've come with, you know, whatever marriage struggle. I know that you love Jake, you know, so when I share that, I know that you're going to honor him Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. and, and that you'll honor me as well by Mm -hmm. being honest with me about Mm -hmm. the places that I might be failing or things Mm -hmm. that I can't see. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also really important to honor people's seasons in life yeah. and where they are. Like a lot of good friends of ours that do life with us are um, single and young adults. And for some of them, it is by choice. But other than they're waiting for their, um, to be married and all that. Yeah. And so allow them to share that longing and desire. Mm-hmm. But also to bring them into family with mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. to bring them into relationship with you. And allow them to express their longing and desire without trying to fix oh. that longing. Or make it like, pl- offer them platitudes. Yes. Of like, oh. Uh, desires and where I think when we ask questions on a heart level Mm -hmm. we think that it is like this great unknown or it's super scary but really when we start doing it it isn't you know Mm -hmm. and you know I think you can start with simpler questions Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then go deeper Mm -hmm. you know but you once it is like learning a new language it is and once you start speaking it and once you start asking those questions and um realizing oh this is what my heart is Mm -hmm. saying and this is what I need and let me give words to that you're Mm -hmm. like oh this is not as freaky Mm -hmm. as I thought Mm -hmm. it was or Mm -hmm. scary as I thought it was Mm -hmm. and I can speak this heart language Mm -hmm. I can understand and then you really feel connected to these people and Mm -hmm. it goes beyond surface level conversation Mm -hmm. that's true and i think some i know michelle at some of your events you actually print out the questions on the table Mm -hmm. just so everybody can see them and and the beautiful thing about that is just to see the questions but also to prepare your heart for it and to know that you your story is sacred and your heart is sacred and you get to decide how much you want to share exactly and Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. and you can you can pass or you can just kind of sit with that in your heart so really you know the goal is the sharing of hearts but what's ultimately going to bless others and i think that's really important Mm -hmm. to remember as well and because that can be you know the questions very in depth right so there but it goes beyond just the basic like how are you doing or you know what's going on at school and it's so easy for us to kind of settle in those more shallow areas which is fine in certain relationships or fine in certain events but really that we have people in our life that we can journey with and we're not sharing in order to establish on a relationship really the the sharing comes out of a shared friendship Mm -hmm. and I think for us you know we've been friends for a long time and and the more we grow in our friendship, the deeper we allow each other to see one another. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first met each other, we didn't have these kind of conversations. And so I think you have to honor the growth of relationships as well, mm-hmm. which takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it that's is. okay. <laughs> like, sister and I were able to spend a little bit more time together because <clears throat> Heather was doing, like, event mm-hmm. stuff this weekend. Like, she had to run the show. 
God love her. She yeah. had like five hats on it one time, but we had like two like long talks. Mm-hmm. And I think we solved all the world's problems. We did twice. <laughs> so all the world, if you need to, any answers, have come to Michelle and I. Yeah, we, we solved like, all okay. the problems. Think, you know, of ourselves, of our families, yeah. of the church. I think we got it all covered. But it, but it took time. We would never. Yeah ever be able to have those kind of conversations years ago. Yeah. And I think one of the things I really appreciated this weekend when we were talking is that we were talking about something that's just very sensitive to me. And you, you said to me, I'm just going to give you permission to talk about this and not judge you. Like, I love you. So I just want to hear your heart. Like you can say whatever you want to say about this. Mm-hmm. And that gave me such safety to be like, okay, like, here's what's happening or, okay, I really desire this. And versus like, oh my gosh, what's she going to think? You know? So I love that you're like, I'm just gonna give you full permission and just to know that you're safe here and I love you. And yeah, so that was really beautiful. And I think to honor that part of people's hearts. And then, to, then you we speak truth to me, and then you say, "Okay, well, here's what I think about this." And so there was a shared heart. So that was really helpful, especially for somebody like me who's very introverted. It's just hard to share. Like honestly, small groups are terrifying to me. They're like the bane of my existence. And so <laughs> at retreats, I would never ever willingly choose small groups. Um, I love people that do, but that's not my thing. But table talk has been helpful because we've had to navigate a table talk with people I didn't know that you knew that I didn't know. And so being able to honor my own heart and say, okay, what do I feel comfortable sharing with the people? And some people might share more deeply than me, but that's okay. Just so like, what, what risk do you feel like you want to take? And you can be okay with where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Let's, let's do one. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's ask All a right. question. Let's ask a question. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to do the first one? Yes. So Heather, uh, what is <laughs> <Heather's> like, <laughs> Hey, tag, I didn't know I was it. Well, we're all going to answer it briefly. These are all real answers because these are, I don't know the questions. Yeah. Um, So what is bringing you joy right now? Hmm. Well, this is bringing me joy right now, just being together. Mm -hmm. That's a a huge gift Um, because we do life together on a regular basis and we don't see each other. It Mm -hmm. is like, uh, you know, it just feels so peaceful. And I love that. But in life, um... There's a lot of things that are bringing me joy right now, but one of them is we're building a home mm-hmm. and I am so looking forward to being in there, you know, and it's not just because, oh, I want to get the project done. It's a whole different way of living that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. It's the, we're moving on to land and just the way that we have designed the house. We want it to be conducive for community mm-hmm. and for gathering people. Um, for hosting things, you know, for having our kids youth group come over for a bonfire, just things like that. So I'm, I'm not just looking forward to a new house. I'm looking forward to communal living and really, um, hospitality is one of my things. I just love to, to bring people into my home and mm-hmm. to, to serve them. And they do way. it so well too. Yeah. And so I, I really look forward to that. And I look forward to what that's going to do for my family and what it's going to do for my children. Like this is something I've prayed about and longed for, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for property for many years and it was just not the right thing, not the right thing. And when I drove onto this property, my heart just leapt. Mm-hmm. Like I just knew, oh my goodness, this is it. Yeah. So it, I really do believe it. It's a gift from the Lord and one that that I'm very excited to see what he wants to do with it. So it, mm. it's really bringing a lot of joy to me right now. And I think it's going to be so fruitful for my children in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, sister? I think that what's bringing me joy right now, one of the very simple things is when, you know, we've been with you, Heather, and I, I say this often, but like uh, this Pacific Northwest is where I grew up. And so being outside, like I miss being outside and it's just, it might sound mm-hmm. silly to our listeners, but just being outside the last couple of days and going for long walks and just the coolness of the spring has just really spoken to my heart in a new way. And when we went for that walk yesterday, we went on this huge hike, which was really awesome. And 
just thinking of a lot of things in my heart. I'm like, I need to get outside more. Like, yeah. that's really yeah. not a luxury for me. I'm like, I just really mm-hmm. need to find ways yeah. just to be outside more because it just, for me, is so life-giving. And there's such a joy in that that I just feel like I come alive. And mm-hmm. so that's a simple thing of, um, like, how do I want to work on that? Especially as I travel so much. Like, how, what are ways I can get outside and go for walks? It's just so life-giving. And um, those are little things. But I'm like, I just... Like this morning, I slept with the windows open. It was just yeah. so nice. You could hear yeah. the birds. I'm like, oh, God, I miss that. So, yeah. I think yeah. there's actually something very profound. Yes, you you spent a lot of time outside as a kid, so mm-hmm. there's, there's even more meaning to that. Mm-hmm. But I think for all of us, we might not think we need that, but when we are in God's creation and mm-hmm. we're in the wide open spaces, mm-hmm. I think it does speak to a very deep part of our soul. Mm-hmm. And many of us aren't getting outside enough. It's just the way our world is working where we're yeah. inside a lot or we're in a car a lot or we're in an office a mm-hmm. lot and we're not walking to places, we're driving to places. Yeah. So we actually have to be intentional about that. And mm-hmm. it may awaken something in your heart that has been dormant for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? I think it's very similar, to, well, actually, to both of yours. I feel like since um, this Lent, I was very intentional, like with some spiritual disciplines and really just going after growth in a way I don't think I have before mm-hmm. and really going after growth spiritually and emotionally and physically and really look like what is going, like how to integrate all of those mm-hmm. because I'll be good in one area yeah. and all the other areas will fall off. And mm-hmm. so I was telling the girls there was one day a week I had like spiritual direction I had mm-hmm. counseling I was getting my hair done I was doing this program like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall <laughs> and all the king's horses and all the king's men had to put Michelle back together again like, your hair look good my can hair I just say that good. and your eyebrows were on <laughs> oh, yeah, point thank you. <laughs> but I was like does it take a team to put me back together yeah, you know? it does. it's so great but it was just like but I was like all right I'm going after this and I've been asking the questions why we do what we do and I feel like I'm just on like this adventure with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and like there's just this renewed fire mm-hmm. in my belly and renewed mm-hmm. authority in my belly like mm-hmm. why am I living like this in certain areas yeah. or why does my family question. do this like mm-hmm. I was really complaining about the pace of our family with extracurricular activities and all this okay and really looking at each thing intentionally and why we're doing it and who says we have to do it this way so like true. why is it so it's been like a really a lot of good soul searching but I think for me it goes back to sister too like I've been waking up in the morning and going for walks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's something about that and Every morning when I go for a walk, I look for God's wonder mm-hmm. and I be intentional and I'm paying mm-hmm. attention to my life and looking. Mm-hmm. And even when we went on the hike yesterday, mm-hmm. I was the last one and I fell like tripped three times because I'm looking around like I was looking at the patterns of the ferns with these certain flowers, yes. looking at the different textures. And mm-hmm. I was like, I would have just walked by that like mm-hmm. six months ago. Mm-hmm. I would not have paid attention mm-hmm. to all the detail mm-hmm. and all the thing. And it really is like waking up to wonder in a lot of ways in my life mm-hmm. and um which is bringing me alive mm-hmm. you know, well you ways. see how beautiful god is like yes. how creative he, he yeah. is you know it, it blows my mind even like a tiny little flower petal like those mm-hmm. little forget-me-nots are mm-hmm. so cute mm-hmm. you know i'm like mm-hmm. look at what you did god like it's amazing it is oh, yeah but michelle i can you know attest to that i see a difference in you like you're a powerful speaker and you always speak with passion mm-hmm. And you always have like kind of a fiery spark that's going on. But I would say the other day when you were speaking, it was a different kind of authority. It was, like yeah, you could I agree. tell I there agree. is fruit coming from yeah. whatever God is doing in you, the yeah. heart work that you're doing, the physical work you're doing, that it is bearing a different kind of fruit. Amen. So yeah, I agree. I love oh, it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've got mm-hmm. somebody seeing something. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, our next question is. Um, I kind of similar to the first question we just mm-hmm. asked, but is there a theme 
that we think that's going on in our life right now, like a theme in prayer, a theme just in living, mm-hmm. you know, um, humanly that God is really, um, like really trying to say, pay attention to this theme that's going on in your heart right now. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how I'm working right now in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first. But mm-hmm. I think it, for me, I think it goes back to what I just said, integration. Mm-hmm. Like how am I integrating all the parts of my mind? Is it mm-hmm. being renewed? Um, uh, the parts of my body, is it a temple of the Holy Spirit or like a McDonald's, um, (laughs) you know, and really how am I, um, in my heart, you know, what, how do I integrate all those things and how to be intentional? And, um, we talked a little bit about like in our last episode, just about prayer and I was really just caught off guard or something caught me off guard when I was doing a retreat on the four women doctors, the church, a couple of weeks ago, I was studying St. Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. and her interior castles and the different levels of the interior castle. And um, I realized that, I think, was there seven levels? Seven. Yeah, seven, seven levels. Yeah. But I realized they were talking about it and really praying through those levels that most people stop at level three. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's like halfway. Halfway. And it just kind of broke my heart mm-hmm. for the Lord. I was like we don't come close to you. Like mm-hmm. the majority of the world does not come close to you. The majority, a lot of the world doesn't even know you, mm-hmm. but the ones that do know you, we don't come any closer mm-hmm. and how painful that must be, you know? And so like how, like with this integration, how am I spiritually progressing and what does that look like? How so, am I mm-hmm. trying to intentionally get closer to him and have him for me into who I was created to be? Mm-hmm. So I think that's like one of the overriding arching themes That's so true. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And many of us stop there and we think that we do know. We arrived. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. There was someone at um, this Bethel worship night that I went to and they said, we become familiar with a God that we barely know. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Like I wrote that down and I've gone back to it several times because I was like, I think we all go through times like that where we we lose the wonder mm-hmm. but we also lose the pursuit yes you know mm-hmm. we just stop the pursuit of mm-hmm. god because we're like oh yeah no i mean i know i know how to do this now like and i i pray and i whatever i go to church mm-hmm. and so i'm i'm good like i'm a good catholic like we categorize ourselves somewhere that stops the pursuit in our heart because mm-hmm. we think this is how i pursue it's like no there's always more mm-hmm. for both like god always has more for us but we always have more to progress, more to offer, more to open, you know, to, to the grace that God has for us. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the theme going on in your life? <clears throat> there? Well, it's funny. I, I was just thinking, I yeah, haven't I know, pondered huh? it till right mm-hmm. now, but I thought, you know, last year, the word for my year was foundations. And I was like, it doesn't feel like that's the theme going on. And definitely my word of the year for this year moved. Like there has been a lot there. Like the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's been moving in different ways, stirring in different ways, especially in my ministry where I've just felt like I've opened up in new categories and listening in a different kind of way. But I kind of went back to the construction thing and I was like, you know, my house right now is all framed and and like we're in the middle of it. And I was like, I feel like that's with a lot of other things too, oh. like specifically my marriage, because mm. last year a bunch of things came up again. We're coming on to 20 years uh, next year. We'll be married 20 years. And there was new layers. Like, here we go again. We're like, layers, donkey. But we've, <laughs> we had to rediscover some things. We had to start building a new foundation again. But I don't think we're still building the foundation. I feel like we're kind of in the middle of the work. Like, yeah. you know, we see progression. It's really good. 
we can see the forms of something beautiful again that God is restructuring. Um, but there's still work to do, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like the consistent labor of love in the mm-hmm. relationship of, you know, God is the, con- he is the construction worker there. Um, but we have to participate in that and we have to be open to it. And sometimes a wall might be getting put up in the wrong spot, which has literally happened in my house. And oh. we had to take it down. No, 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 that's not the right spot. Let's move it over here. That's so great. And so to be open to those adjustments, to not know the plan for sure, but to have, there's a way mm-hmm. and there's a way that's working and it's just showing up, being consistent, do the work do the next right thing, which is right in front of me, um, that we've already made the decision to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big, a big thing in life is that we need to make decisions sometimes once don't keep going back. Like, am I going to do the work or not? Yes, I'm doing the work. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask myself that question every day. I'm committed to doing the work, you know? So that's already answered because I'm not going to feel like it sometimes. If I'm going to ask myself that question every day, there's a lot of days that I'm like, no, (laughs) So there's just certain things that we need to go. These are the big things I'm committing to. And then in the day to day, I'm going to do the next right thing Mm -hmm. that presents itself. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how about you, sister? Oh, that's good. I think for me, when I think of the word of the year for me is go. And I've just had a very uh, distinct impression of the Holy Spirit very recently, uh, recently saying very clearly, be very attentive to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was with Dr. Bob at a priest retreat in Tallahassee. And as he was teaching, I was listening to Bob teach. And, you know, Bob's a great mentor to me, and I learned so much from him. But I had a very distinct impression of the Holy Spirit saying, you watch him and listen very carefully. Like, this is very important. Mm. So just being, I think, more attentive to um, what doors God opens in my life and what doors he closes and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like what's happening what happens in my day-to-day life you know and yes I have jobs to do and many times I'm overwhelmed by all the different things I have to do and people email me can you do this can you do this can you answer this question and and sometimes just having to put everything in an order a list of priorities and just saying okay you just start with your little checklist like start at the top and just go one after the next after the next and just sit down and and do the work and in that also being very attentive to what relationships is God is bringing into my life? Like what relationships is he removing? So just, I, I'm, I always consider myself a student of life. I'm, I'm a student every day. I show up to life. like I'm learning. I'm always learning. But lately of the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to be very attentive. Just listen. Like, cause I'm, I'm teaching you things that will be very important later. Hmm. So don't miss it, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I don't yeah. want to miss it. That's good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. should we do one more quick, one more quick one? Yeah. Let's see. What? <laughs> I better put what? What, what? Be this yeah. one or this one? Um, so let's well, let's talk a bit about. We're almost out of time, but let's talk. We talked about this at the conference of Heather's conference of what does restored. Maybe it's what's one area of restored femininity that God is doing in your life right now. Um, I'll go first. Uh, for me, I I see that God is really renewing um, a heart of beauty in me and just showing up to life um, as I am. And I think for a long time in my life, I've, I've just, one of my big struggles is people pleasing and I want people to like me and these things like that. It comes from a, just a, just deep areas of, of attachment in my life where attachment's been broken. And what God is showing me more and more is that my foundation is in him. And so that restored femininity of showing up to life with a heart open, right? Not a heart guarded, not a heart self-protecting, but a heart open and putting myself out there and, you know, not everybody's going to receive that and that's okay. I'm not doing that. So you receive it, but just to be able to give the gift of self and to receive the other. So I think as I journey in my own healing, it's more and more layers that are being melted away of self-protection, of striving, of trying to make myself lovable. So you like me, um, and just showing up as honest as I can, uh, in day to day. And I don't always get it right, of course, 
but that restored femininity of a heart beautifully wide open to love and to be and to receive the other. Mm-hmm. I think that's for me what God is doing right now in my life. So mm-hmm. it's beautiful. How about you, Michelle? I, I think for me, um, similar to uh, Sister Miriam, we asked this question, what does restored femininity look like? Mm-hmm. I think we first acted, asked it in the St. Catherine of Siena podcast for the doctors. And it struck a nerve with a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And it is not, it's, Constant restoration. There will not mm-hmm. be like we will never arrive at this restoration, probably on this side of heaven. You mm-hmm. know, so just really praying about that. But really, like going back to the theme, like where the Lord is integrating, but really, um, where is He calling me to allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow me? Oh, that's good. And how to respond to that? Mm-hmm. And really taking a lot of why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And like, similar to Sister Miriam's, like a fear of man. Yeah. Like, instead of a fear of the God, yeah. like a fear of God, we think, oh, like mm-hmm. God is scary. No. Mm-hmm. But when God asks us or invites us to stuff or asks us to co-create with him, it's going to be make us uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's going to stretch us and guide us. And is my first response, okay, I will be obedient because I really feel the Lord, or is my first response, what will other people think? Mm-hmm. And wh- am I doing a lot of things that I, am I doing in my life because I feel like I'm fulfilling other people's expectations mm-hmm. are these spirit expectations that the Lord has asked me to. Mm-hmm. And to really realize that I need to put in rhythms of rest in my schedule, that I need to put rhythm, I have a Sabbath, you yeah. know, I think that's one of the biggest things, yeah. you know, and if I have a Sabbath, then it's me lurking like that. I don't have to make things happen. Amen. That I just have to allow the Lord permission to lead mm-hmm. and guide me, and that He will provide all of my needs. Mm-hmm. Because I a lot of times, oftentimes, put like that I have to be the one that keeps all the plates spinning in our lives. Yeah, you know. And if I stop for a minute, all the plates will come, crashing you know, down. crashing mm-hmm. down. And that is not truth. That is not truth. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, as women, we do. I always say, like I think it's Harriet. Uh, Stowe says women are the architects of society oh. and a lot of us do feel like we are mm-hmm. we are architects of the society but mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is the one that builds the houses the Holy Spirit is the one that builds the things and am I allowing him to do what he needs to do Amen. and taking the pressure off myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about you Heather um I think probably one of the bigger like deeper places which is a very slow movement place and I've had to be okay with with that Mm -hmm. it's it's very slow because I can't just muster it up but it's a work that God is doing is integrating like my interior and my exterior Mm. this is something that became disjointed in me at a young age because I had to hide a lot of things I was so afraid and there was just traumatic situations going on that I I wasn't I wasn't free to speak about and so I had to keep all of these secrets and I didn't want to let anybody know my interior world by sharing the emotion on the outside so I had to hide it all and I only would experience it on my own and it became there was almost like a rupture that occurred um, and the enemy got in there you know in a don't be vulnerable like Mm -hmm. you can't that's scary to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. or you can't let people see like how deeply something affects you. And so over the last several years, but especially in the last year and a half or so, um, I feel like God is really inviting me into a deeper integration of that. Like, so allowing myself to feel my emotions, but also in the presence of safe people, you know, and that's very hard for me to do. It's not something that comes naturally. My instinct is to just shut it down. You know, it's almost like not even consciously do that. Um, But I feel like God wants this to become more integrated in me Mm -hmm. and, and that 
he, I feel like God is honoring my story in it. I've come to a deeper realization of why things are the way that they are. And so it's not just to make an excuse and go, well, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm not going to progress in that. Yeah. But also not to say uh, that's just the way it is. Like there's, you know, nothing I can do about mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, I think that it's a softness that's also coming with myself. Like mm-hmm. being able to say, I don't have to be strong all the time. I can be vulnerable. I can be sensitive because yeah. I am. I'm incredibly sensitive, but I don't let a lot of people see that exteriorly yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of times. So, yeah, I think there's just a softness that God is bringing in an integration with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I realized often it could be misinterpreted, like that I'm cold or that I, you know, don't have, I don't care about this or I'm not really affected by something. And so people don't know how to love me very well because yeah. they don't know I'm actually really hurting or mm. I'm actually really struggling. Mm. So yeah, it's a, it's a big work that's occurring there, but I think it's necessary for what's coming, you know, um, and what's also already happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's very tender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. So dear listeners, there are some questions for you right there. You can start right there with yourself of, you know, what's bringing you joy in your life? Uh, what's a theme in your life lately and what does, uh, restored femininity look like to you so mm-hmm. you can join uh in with other women in that discussion or your spouse or just some people that are close to you and just see see what happens it's amazing just i like just today i learned more about the two of you that i didn't know before and i just mm-hmm. love you and i want to honor your heart you know mm-hmm. wherever god has you so and that's the beautiful thing about ongoing relationship is that we can continue these conversations yes. as mm-hmm. we go through life because mm-hmm. now i know things too of like yeah. what god's doing so i can ask how's that going or, yeah exactly you know what's what what else is god doing in that mm-hmm. area and i think that's really important to to not um, overlook things that people share, that yeah. they're actually really important. We need to continue the journey. Yes. And one way that we wanted to provide for all of you, our listeners, in that is that we do, in case you don't know, we have questions, discussion questions, as well as personal journaling questions mm-hmm. that we provide for every episode. Mm-hmm. And that's just so that you can do this kind exactly. of work with each yeah. other. And I think it's important to remember, please hold space for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, share, but also be receptive and listen, sit at each other's feet. You know, don't be that one person that's going to take over and dominate the whole group. Um, But at the same time, don't hold back, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just finding that balance. Yeah. The thing that I would say most of all, just do it, make space for it, make space for one another and create a safe place for that to happen. Amen. Well, should we make space for our one thing for the week? <laughs> Definitely. What yeah. is your one thing, sister? My one thing is actually something that you're such a great cook. Like you host so well. Like you're talking about your house and that's something that you do so beautifully and you make people feel at home. And you just make some really darn good food, girl. And so you took us out to a Greek restaurant when we visited you and it was great. But honestly, I love your Greek salad. Like it's so good. So <laughs> your Greek salad, what has peppers, it has cucumbers, it has feta. You should post the recipe. And you have like a Greek dressing on it. That is such a great summer salad too. Mm-hmm. But like your husband was eating just like a whole bowl of it just it was awesome you know like we were when we had lunch earlier but i've had your greek salad many times so your greek salad Hmm. your summer like as we move into summer and needing something cool and refreshing that's just beyond Hmm. maybe kale as much as i love kale Hmm. um it's your greek salad so it is a good greek salad but it's it's all in the dressing and man if you don't have that dressing it's not a homemade one i (laughs) wish it was i need i've been trying to figure it out well my one thing is also it's not a recipe per se but it's a charcuterie board. Oh, it's hey, my yes, favorite. you made one of those for us too. It's my favorite way to eat. Like, mm-hmm. I often don't want just one thing. Like, I love potlucks for that reason because yeah. I want a little tiny bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. And that's a charcuterie board. Yeah. It's just like, a, and I bought this awesome board yes, at Ikea. It's, it's huge. huge. It is it's so huge. Cool. 
So I've even served full dinners on there, like really? where I've taken like a like a big oh, like tri-tip steak and just slice it all up, and then plop the potatoes and then a salad on there. Like it's an awesome way to have like a communal meal yeah. with a small group of people. Um, but charcuterie boards, you can make them really beautiful yeah, and it kind do. of has a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and you can put some flowers on there from your garden or like some little leaves, like often at Christmas time, like I'll grab some little holly br- branches and put them in there. Um, so I love that and I can post a picture or something just yeah. for some ideas. And we went on a long hike and Heather, uh, didn't come with us. That's and we came, yeah, we came back and we were, uh, starving yes. and we walk in and Heather has this beautiful board yes, on the table I know. and it was like a beautiful I wanted to take a picture of it. Yes. I wanted to take a picture. It looked like a beatific vision. We were like, oh my. She's like, girls, come eat. We're like, we love you. Come to the feast. To the <laughs> like, feast. literally. Yes. yes. It was yeah. perfect timing. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, this is gorgeous. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, for me, is um, my youngest daughter, Lily, does mm-hmm. not like to read. <gasps> and her mother, how does I have a child? But she is such an endearing child. She's, a I, she's great. So I decided to um, read out loud with her. And I read one of those books, The Read Out Loud Revival, and I'll post a link here, and I love what her's doing. But it's funny because I chose the book, The Secret Garden, Mm -hmm. to read to her Mm -hmm. because I love that author. And so we have been going through it and reading it out loud to her, and we'll even do English tea time during that. But for me, just to stop and make the time to do this. Because she's 10, right, Lily? Because she's 10, and read with her. Mm -hmm. It has just been such a sweet moment for us. But it was funny. I just got an email today that the Read Aloud Revival had just chosen that book as their next book. And I'm like, I'm The Secret Garden? Wow. The Secret Garden. So I think there's something to it. And Mm -hmm. I even just went and picked a couple other books to get on um, tape or to read as a whole family. And my teenagers will probably die but they'll come back to life and so but I think there's something about reading a book out loud I, I agree there's something you. Mm-hmm. you know especially for us we have really great porches in our house mm-hmm. pulling everyone aside and after the teenage boys get through their agony and bemoaning they really do like <laughs> they love it after. they love it yeah. after love like it. that initial shock, shock wears and, off, are you yeah. serious just mom just be prepared for it, it will yeah, they it will, will be have, they will groan they will that's groan. fine and they'll, they'll be like it. put your phone down come outside yes but it's a beautiful thing and yeah. so and those are some of my favorite moments but she was telling me her teacher, she's like, I love story time at school. So I'm like, then Lily, you love Who books. doesn't like story time? You love story, time. you know? Yeah. She just haven't, you just haven't found your soulmate books yet. Mm-hmm. That's what I always tell mm-hmm. her. And she might need to be an audible person like me. Exactly. Like I get the app. You know, yeah. I like to listen to a book, not yeah. read sure do, babe. I do. I like to <laughs> <Yeah>. listen. <laughs> Michelle, if you just want to have story time with me every week, I yeah. we should, we should just pound do a through podcast a lot of books where Michelle together. reads us a story. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll probably get half the words wrong. So maybe Guys, not maybe like and we'll be in the it. background laughing the whole time. Like that's not how you say it. She's like that's not how you say it. Guys, in my childhood in Canada, we had this phone number that you could call, and it was the story lady. Oh, really? Yeah, cute. yeah. And you would dial it like because where were our parents? I don't know. They weren't home to read us a story, <laughs> so you just like call. And it was like this old lady who would like read you stories. No way. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah, it It sounds like we have four people that live in our country. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call the story lady. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, well, dear listeners, we wish you much joy this week and some hopefully good table talk and some good community, maybe just reading a good book. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? You can leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. If you would like the show notes emailed to you, you can go to ascensionpress.com forward slash abiding together. That's ascensionpress.com 
forward slash abiding together and enter your email address, click the subscribe button and the show notes will be on their way to you every week. You can also find the show notes on the Ascension Press website, as well as each episode on the iTunes podcast app. You'll find everything there. You can join our private Facebook group and join our community and just get in on everything that's going on. We love to hear from you. Send us an email, give us a shout out. We are happy to be on the journey with you. And until next week, we will be abiding together. Thank you so much. 